friends, and welcome into episode five of All Club Confidential. Tonight, our special guest will be Byron Young. He's got a great story as he has come a long way from those days at Georgia Military College and before that, working as an assistant manager at the Dollar General store with no football on the horizon to now being a potential NFL draft pick in just a few months. But before we talk to Byron, we will talk with Brandon Spurlock of Spire Sports. And Brandon, when you look at this time of year, it's going to be the wild, wild west with this transfer portal. You've seen numerous kids go in already this week. There's going to be a lot of kids going in over the next two weeks during that window. Um, how wild is it for you all right now? Because you know kids are trying to figure out NIL deals left and right, and you know, kind of get kind of get the lay of the land. Yeah, I think it's a perfect time for your team to be ten and two. You know, what a great time for us to have the success we've had this year, and then you know all the work we've been doing this year. You know, at Spire and with the Volunteer Club and our Volunteer Legacy. You know, the membership growth that we've had and the and the deals that we've delivered to our current players. You know, using that to really um, attract um, and make sure it speaks to to anyone that's potentially considering Tennessee as part of the package you know knoxville the fan base the wins the tradition all those things kind of stand on their own and now you know this nil piece of it is a major part of of that conversation and we hope that the work we've done is is a very positive part of that conversation when you talk to the current team and and they're trying to figure out their nil value what what are the things you all are stressing to them that they have to be active out there because i think a lot of kids uh, you know just think hey it's a salary but it's not it's a marketing deal um you know for your name image and likeness so what are you guys educating them on as far as you know hey, this is how you can improve your name, image, and likeness. Yeah, I think the relationship with Tennessee that's really expanded here in the last three weeks, given the NCAA guidance that's come out, allows us to do that better both now and in the future in terms of the education piece of it. You know, a lot of it is is what we've been through the last year, learning that, you know, the marketing deals themselves um, maybe weren't there on the front end. And so the, the fundraising part of it had to come in and kind of bridge the gap to where, you know, the businesses in town and across the nation really start to see the value in, and you know, the the, the, you know, mitigating the risk of, you know, maybe an unknown player that's 17, 18 years old and putting your brand with that player and seeing, you know, I think some of the, you know, you know, the success that some of our players have had in delivering on, on that part of it has helped, helped grow the brand. And so you're educating the player on, you know, this is not about what you're doing on the field. Maybe we get to that one day, but it's about something above and beyond. And so you have to show up, you know, beyond the practice and beyond the games and you have to do something, whether it's being a part of this podcast or, um, um, you know, showing up at, at a different a different place in town. So it's just making sure they understand that, and then also mitigating you know the expectations that that players have. There's different you know websites and different things out there um, that, that that are kind of influencing the dollars they have in their minds. And so you know, trying to have a conversation, build trust, um, and that happens over time. And so it's a thrill a minute right now. The transfer <laughs> portal for, for those guys that aspire uh, when it comes to the collective world and for people like me who are trying to cover the transfer portal, the comings, the goings, all that. We'll catch up with you next week. Now let's turn our attention to the man of the hour, that being number six in orange, Byron Young. A lot of people know the story of Byron Young working at a Dollar General store, saw a flyer for football at Georgia Military College and the kind of the rest is history. You kind of went to work and put your nose down and kind of took a shot on your dream. A couple years later, having played a couple years here at Tennessee, what's that dream been like? Um, if I may say it, it's been amazing, you know, just, you know, living out my dream, you know, everything I, you know, 
dreamed about as a kid, you know, is coming true, you know, just thankful and blessed. So when you're working there at the Dollar General store and, and you see the flyer, kind of take me through your thought process. You know, that, were you just kind of like, eh, we'll try it one more shot. You know, you've kind of given up, <laughs> up football at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you know, just working at a job in Dollar General, just, you know, wanting, wanting better for myself. And, um, you know, just seeing a flyer, you know, I'm just saying, you know, what the worst that could happen. You know, I want to get in school anyway, either way, you know, just playing football or, you know, just going to school. I want, you know, to finish and get my degree. So, um, you know, I just felt like, you know, what can I lose? So, you know, just went out there and did what I did. How did you juggle that time? Because, you, you know, you're working as was assistant manager. Yeah. You know, at the Dollar General store and then, you know, playing football at GMC. Like, how hard was that to juggle? You know, starting off, you know, she was, you know, giving me some time off and then I was coming back working and stuff like that. Then, you know, she finally told me that, you know, I couldn't do both. So the moment I had to, you know, stop working at Dollar General, then I started working at um, this gas station called Circle K while I was playing football and in classes. And um, that was that was pretty rough. It was, um, you know, get I got out of practice and, you know, go straight to work. Or uh, my class was kind of online or there was, you know, certain days. So I'll probably, you know, work a third shift, you know, then sleep during the day, then go to practice and, you know, go from there, you know. I think the first time I ever interviewed you, you were at the Circle K yeah. in your shift. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, it's Tennessee-Auburn. That's kind of the top two teams for you. You really liked Auburn a lot, but then they had a coaching change before Coach Pruitt got let go. Yes, sir. Um, and, and how did that kind of affect you? How did that affect kind of what you were thinking at the time? Uh, it affected a lot, to be honest. Um, just talking to Coach G, you know, doing the whole recruiting process, you know, I really liked him. You know, I was ready to play for him, you know, and his uh, resume speaks for itself. So, you know, I was ready to really, you know, go there. And um, I'm, I live in Columbus, Georgia now, so that's 45 minutes outside, yeah. you know, right down the road. So I'm thinking, you know, this is no-brainer, you know. And, you know, like a week before it happened, you know, the coaching changed, so, you know, Tennessee was the, you know, really the next up, you know, so I just, you know, committed there, then, you know, this coaching change happened, so, you know, I'm just back to square one, just thinking, like, you know, I made the right decision, you know, just going through it, and then just thinking, you know, then her Coach G might be coming back around, and, you know, I feel like that was a blessing, just, you know, everything happens for a reason, so I feel like this was my blessing. How excited were you when you heard that Coach Garner could be coming to Tennessee, having signed with Tennessee in December, and then the coaching change happens, you know, the uncertainty there to have the guy that you wanted to play for the most come to coach you. How big was that? It was very big. And, um, you know, what really helped it was uh, knowing Coach Hypo. I knew him at US, uh, USC, I mean, uh, UCF. UCF yeah. And, um, you know, he was recruiting me there. And we already built a relationship a little bit. And when he came, he remembered me. So it made me feel, feel more welcome because he didn't forget about me. He remembered who I was. And Coach G just came. You know, it was just perfect. So, um, you know, I felt like I was home. How much do you feel like you have grown as a player? I mean, I still feel like you've not played a ton of football yeah and so like i think your best football is still ahead of you yes sir do you kind of feel that way and, and is that what the coaches tell you like you know are you do you feel still find yourself like picking up things in practice that maybe you didn't a year ago oh yes sir most definitely um like i was telling coach the other day you know he was talking about you know i'm an older guy but i don't have that much mileage on me you know i didn't play that much as in you know i sat out for a little bit so yeah every day i learned something new you know definitely you know with coach g you know since he got here i mean you know this is who I am. You know, he the one that made me, you know, and he got me where I'm at right now. So, you know, just thankful. What's he say that 
you do well, and where does he still push you to try to improve at? Uh, he loved my uh, momentum and everything I do, you know, just my mindset. And he pushed me to always try and get better with my technique, always getting off the ball. Those are the main two things. And, you know, he talked to me every day. He said, don't never get tired of doing the right thing and, you know, work on my craft. If you if you could kind of draw out a map for the last two years on, you know, how it's went for you, how would you describe it? What's been the best part about playing here and, and you know, what's the whole experience been like? I said the best part about playing here just, you know, my teammates and being with, you know, my team is just, it's a family, you know, with Coach Hyper and, you know, all the coaches, the way they, you know, just how they treat us. And it just made me love this school even more, much more, you know, even though I'm about to leave. And it just, that's the hardest part is, you know, leaving my brothers and everything. And I feel like forever I'm going to have is a bond, you know, with my brothers. And I feel like I'm never going to forget these moments. You're an older guy compared to some of these guys, kind of like Hendon, about the same age. Um, but you got these 18, 19 year olds, guy like Josh Joseph, James Pierce. How do you try to impart wisdom on those players? That way, when you're gone, they kind of take that step forward to kind of fill your role. Uh, I just tell them every day take advantage. You know, I tell them they are blessed. I would tell them one of the day that they're really blessed to be at their age and, you know, at this high level and playing, you know, just tell them I came out of high school. It just, you know, got pushed into the real world, you know, didn't have no offers and stuff like that. So I was telling them, you know, you know, you got this uh, this opportunity to take advantage of it. Don't take it for granted. And, you know, they listen, so it's not hard for me to just, you know, talk to them. You know, they're trying to learn every day and trying to be the best player they can be. 10-2 and two this year, best season since 2003. You were like four at that point. Um, what's that meant to you? And, and how cool is it to kind of see where the program was when you got here and where it is right now? It's cool. You know, this literally this is why I came here. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, everyone was asking – you know, before the season when I got here, what, three and seven, they were like, why would you go there? You know, and I told them because I seen an opportunity. I seen an opportunity for me to help this team, you know, and us get better. And, you know, I just seen, you know, the culture and everything. And, you know, after last year, you know, you know, us going uh, seven, six and nine this year, you know, just making a statement. And it's, it's really amazing. And uh, we couldn't do it while, you know, the bond we have with each other. Number six, where does that come from? Where they came from? Yeah, was that just the number Hawk gave you, or does it well, got some meaning behind it? They gave me number thirteen, and um, I always, you know, love this single digit number and things like that. But um, I mean, it's not really a big meaning behind six, you know. Um, yeah, I just like a single digit number, but I really, you know, I really, you know, like thirteen because I'm the thirteen child. But um, I just, you know, really want a th- uh, single digit, so I got that. Well, since you went there, I'll go there next. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are the youngest of 13 children. Um, oldest 47, you say? Yes, sir. What, 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 what's that like? When, when you get together for family reunions, Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving, those type of things, and, and, you know, being the youngest, you know, what's that feeling like? Uh, it's amazing. You know, um, every Christmas we get together um, on Polly's Island in South Carolina. We get about a few beach houses, and we celebrate Christmas down there. And just all the siblings come together, and my mom and dad, and stuff like that. And, you know, just being the youngest, you know, everyone just looking after you. And you, everyone care about you so much. And, you know, you're the baby of the family. So. Are, you spo- are you the spoiled? Uh, you know, you, you got everyone just looking after you. So I, you could say spoiled, but um, I'm grateful for them. You know, um, just my process and the su- support, you know, a lot of people, you know, wasn't there for me at JUCO because that's when you're really alone when yeah. you're at JUCO. You know, they was there. They supported me and it kept me motivated. And now, you know, I'm here and, 
nothing changed. So yeah. How many brothers? How many sisters? I got eight brothers and four sisters. Do you gravitate towards the eight brothers or the four sisters? Uh, the eight brothers. <laughs> Biggest life lesson you've learned from from your you know your siblings is what a lot of them they have the opportunity i had and just you know they had to make choices just for the family so um you know they always tell me when i was growing up um you know everything we're gonna do we're gonna try to do everything we can to you know let you have the life that we didn't have and they said just go for your dreams and you know be good at it you're a south carolina kid Big on the seafood? Uh, I'm okay with seafood, well, fish, if you call that seafood. Yeah. That's, that's probably really the only thing I really was growing up eating a lot of fish, um, but I'm not big on seafood like that. Steaks, then? Oh, steaks, Meat and yeah. potato guy? Yeah, potato, rice, beans, mostly. Graduate high school, you're like a little over 210 pounds. You're now almost 250. Is that is that peanut butter shakes? Is that What's that diet consist of? Um, a lot of shakes. I drink maybe three shakes a day. Um yeah, it's really the shakes, eating three full meals a day, and being consistent with my workouts. So, could get the opportunity to to partake in the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. What would that mean to you, just because of all the lineage there? It would mean a lot. You know, that's something that you know, growing up, I feel like that that's the best of the best. You know, that's where you showcase your talent, and you know, that's an opportunity and something I would you know cherish, cherish, and I would love to have. What's Tennessee football mean to you now compared to? five years ago when you weren't even thinking about it and then two years ago when you got here it means so much i'm not gonna lie to you just thinking back on when i first got here in the spring and how hard it was and you know the fans just being there for you all the time and you know coaches not giving up on me my teammates when i first got here struggling really bad in the spring and they had my back and um you know, it just means so much for me. Like, it's, just, it's literally a family. When you, when you talk about family, who who on this team have you really jived with? Like six years from now, seven years from now, ten years from now, who are you picking up on the phone and calling to tell them you just had your first kid or you got married or whatever? Big old Tyler, for sure. Um, when I first got here, man, Tyler, you know, it took care of me, man. Like, you know, I was struggling, you know, stressing out. You know, losing my confidence, you know, you know, Coach G getting on you. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, man. So he, he right there along the way, you know, the whole time. And Big O, you know, basically my my, my best friend, you know. He's the mayor. Yeah. yeah. And when the Africa together and stuff like that, you know, he real cool, man. Like, talking about anything. But both of them guys, man, just, you know, helped me, you know, be the best person I could be. And, you know, I'm truly blessed to have them in my corner. You had that opportunity to go do that with Vol Leaders. I think it was a... Oh yeah, Cooper went to Cooper went to oh, yeah. yeah. What was what was that experience like? Not because it wasn't just the three of you. It was you know basketball players. Oh yeah, girl, uh, women athletes. You know oh, female yeah. athletes. I mean it was, you know, a, a big party from Tennessee. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Um, you know, just you know going on there and making a difference. You know, helping kids out. You know, using our our, our ability to help kids. You know, be a be- better version of themselves and teaching them things and. Um, you know, them teaching us a lot of stuff. And um, I'm just grateful I could have, you know, be a part of that. Best recruiting story. Well, I thought it was funny. Um, Coach G, he was recruiting me, right? And um, At Auburn. Yeah, he was recruiting me at Auburn and told me that he dug deep. And went to my family, some cousins I didn't know I had. And literally some cousins I did not know I had. And um, went to talk to them. They called me. And I'm like, you know. Like, who are you? They used to play in the league, and uh, I did not know that. And he used to coach them at Georgia. Oh. And I knew them, but I did not know, you know, uh, coaches. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know, you know what I'm saying? You know, I know it's a few things. So 
that was really, you know, kind of funny to me just how that happened, you know. And um, I just, you know, that's something that I just knew he really cared. And, you know, that showed me right then. You got your best Rodney Garner impersonation? <laughs> this is where you get a chance to flash a little personality, Byron. We used to laugh at it, but, you know, it's the truth. He just always used to say uh, three things that don't lie. In the mirror the Bible and film and it, it usually happens he says in the meeting room when it's a really bad play and you try to explain it but you, you can't do the impersonation of him saying it though oh, of him saying it oh no I can't I can't <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really funny though like that's the thing but I, I actually can't um, I can't say it no Byron <laughs> I hear called Brent Hubs about Hubs Hubs <laughs> that bellowing voice out there on the practice field yeah um, yeah when you get a attaboy from him, does it mean a little more? Because, I mean, coaches you got so hard. Yeah. You know, when when he tells you you've done a good job, does it does it carry more weight? It does. He'll get on you so hard. And you just, you know, you're like, you know, you know, you feel like you're doing the right thing and you just feel like you're not getting better than, i say, a month later. It, it's not going to happen. Like, if you think you're about to give you a compliment right now, no. It, it's going to happen, like, months later. So, like with me, he just gave me one the other day. It felt really good. He, um, you know, just talking about me and, you know, just, you know, expressing how proud he is, you know, of me and telling the teammates. And he was like, you know, I'm not just trying to brag on Byron. And, you know, I'm just sitting there, you know, proud of myself because I feel like, you know, I really went improving like that just because you would think you're not because the coaches be on you so hard mm-hmm. for you to do better. And he just like, you know, Byron came a long way. He came here, he bought in, you know, and, you know, I'm proud of him. You know, you know he's going to go a long way. Was it easy to buy in? knowing where you had been it was easy to i say do everything i supposed to be do like be be there be the places i supposed to be be the means on time it was easy to do that but like as in like football wise just on the field it was harder because it was new and um like when you always getting you know you know cursed out or something like that or you know ground on the whole time you know about you know your technique and you feel like you're not getting better it'd be kind of hard to just have confidence and just remember you know you know, it, it, it takes time. So, you know, starting off in spring was really hard. Like, actually, it was probably the hardest. I'm not going to lie. It's just, you know, everything, you know. But, you know, I got through it. And the first two games of last season, you were suspended because you went to this JUCO that was defunct. And, yeah. you know, it was some silly NCAA rule. Yeah. And they had to appeal and appeal. And basically, they said, okay, you got to set two games. How yeah. hard was that? Because you talk yeah. about the spring being hard. I can't imagine getting to the first right. game and finding out, no, I'm sorry, you got to. It was the hardest because I had probably the best camp. Like, that was probably the perfect camp and so good. Like, I'm doing everything right, you know. Coach not getting on me like that, then I'm ready to play. Like, they, they told me, Coach G called me. It was like a week before the game. So, you know, coming to my office, I knew something coming, right? Talked to me and told me, you know, I left out and just I was hurt, you know. Honestly, probably didn't eat that much, you know, till I got until I got playing. Like, I, I really was actually kind of depressed about that. Like, I was so ready to play. And uh, I felt like, honestly, I felt like I wasn't going to stuff on the field again. Like, I felt like it was, they was going to hold me for the whole season. So, um, I didn't know what to expect, and it was really heartbreaking, you know, just was a hard time for me. I mean, you can tell you're kind of emotional about it now, just thinking back yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, it, it was really hard, you know. Uh, my parents, you know, trying to talk to me, I, you know, uh, they were trying to uplift me and just tell me because they know everything I've been through and how hard I was working. You finally get to that first game. Yeah. What's the emotions like then? It then was, are you so amped up? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like the complete opposite. It was like both. You know, I was – so happy to be on the field. Um, I didn't care about nothing on that day. I just, you know, so happy. Coach G just made it so important that, you know, 
letting you know this opportunity. Like he told me, I remember he just letting me know, said, Brian, this is this is your opportunity. And I just got on the field and I just was happy to play. Like I was happy to just to run through the tee and everything, to be honest. That was the best part, you know, just finally running through the tee with my shoulder pads on and fully dressed, ready to go. I ask this every week. Ball walk or run through the tee? It's running through the tee, but this season I didn't do it because I was a captain. captain. So it was honestly, I wish they kind of changed it, you know, um, the way certain schools do. They let the the, the uh, captains do they, you know, run through whatever they run through, then they come do it. I feel like I, I wish they, you know, kind of change it and do that because, you know, that, that was probably the best times of my college career, just running through the tee and. It was amazing. When, when you ran through on senior day, what was that? Was, was, were you emotional then? Yeah, I was a little emotional. Um, you know, just had to take everything in. And was it a quick run through, or was it? Did I, you feel like you'd been out there for two or three minutes? I don't. Yeah, it felt like a long run through for some reason. I was. I wasn't going fast either. I just was looking around, like just looking around the whole time, man. I just couldn't believe it. Honestly, it felt fake, and um, you know, it was amazing though. You know, and everybody cheering me on, and just happy about it. So. When you when you look back 15, 20 years from now on your career here, what are you gonna remember most? My team, you know this this team right here, this how great we did, you know everything we've been through. How many people that doubt us, and you know we bounced back, you know I'm gonna remember everybody, you know the whole staff. We'll get through championship weekend this weekend, then Tennessee will find out where they're going bowling. It could be the Orange Bowl, it could be the Sugar Bowl. Playing in a big bowl like that. How how fired up do you get to you know to to get in that and and do you have a preference? I don't, but you know them two like them big bowls, yeah. the orange bowl, sugar bowl, like just a be- a blessing to play either one. You know we you know going to Vandy game because he was uh, make it known that how big is the um they call it the New Year the New Year Six Bowl. Yep, he was telling us it's a you know night and day difference from what we played in last year, and um, he was telling us he said you know take care of business here. You know, this weekend and you could go to New Year's Six. And, you know, after the game, he told us, he said, now we're talking. You know, now we're going to New Year's Six. So. How much did you all hear all the outside noise after the South Carolina game of divided locker room and all that stuff that was out there? And did and was Saturday's game against Vanderbilt a way to kind of just kind of quieten all that? Oh, yeah, we heard a lot of it. Um, you know, even if you're not on social media, you're going to hear it. Like, I literally was not on social media and everywhere I go, you know, Family calling me, you know, check on me. Somebody got to bring up the game and walking around. You hear it, and um, what's the craziest rumor you heard during that time? The culture. That, that's the craziest one. You know, people thinking that you know the culture of the team is just you know ruined. And I, I think that's kind of funny. Just you know, they take one game and just you know, based off the whole season. You know, you know, started started the season the first what six games. Everyone saying yeah. That coach is there, but one game, you know, everyone just, you know, bash you. And that's one thing my dad t- told me. You're doing good, you're doing good. Everybody, you know, love you. You're doing bad, you know. That's how it's going to be. So, you know, just always keep a straight face. But um, after that game, we really quieted a lot of people. And it was amazing. You know, nobody else said anything. But I feel like they feel like the coach is there. It's great. So, Which is why I go back to the quote I gave the Cooper and, and Darnell a couple weeks ago. Never as good as it seems, never as bad as it seems. That's one thing Coach G says all the time. He said, you're never good at good as people make you to be. You're never bad. You're always in the middle. You know, you're always somewhere in the middle. So just always remember that. Don't never, you know, you know, smell your butt too much. In the Florida game, you made four tackles, career high in quarterback hurries. You got, you got to Anthony Richardson there late, you know, forced him into that throw and gets picked off there at the end. 
on that play, what's going through your mind? Because, I mean, there you were up 15 just a few minutes ago, and all of a sudden we're coming down to a throw to the end zone. You know, what was going through my mind, I'm just going to tell you, um, it was a post somebody made and said, uh, I'm not going to say Tennessee going to beat Florida because, you know, they always figure out somehow to screw it up. Yep. So we was going back on the field. And all I would think of was that that person probably was right. You know, we we didn't let him came back, and you know I said, you know what, I'm a I'm gonna go ahead and kill that right now. So <laughs> I just got off the ball. You know, all that going through my head, and thinking I said I could not let this, you know, let him get a perfect throw off. So I had to do what I did. So um, honestly, that was really motivation. You know, it just pushed me to go harder. What was that that run of Florida, LSU, Bama like? I mean. Three of the biggest games of our lives, and those <laughs> three of the biggest games, uh, you know, this whole season, you know, playing L- I mean, Florida, Dan LSU, and LSU, you know, with a quarterback like that, Dan going to play Bama, you know, with a, you know Bryce Young and things like that. Just, How hard was he? He was hard. He was hard playing last year. <laughs> he he was, guy's unreal, isn't he? He was like he's so shifty. You know, he you know he could move in space like. Smart, you know, he, he know when keeps his eyes up go. the field. He, he does, like he he could tell when somebody's coming, like right there. Like he just, and you know, you know that's why he's the type of quarterback that he is. Toughest guy to tackle you've won against the quarterback wise. Yeah. Yes, it really is. Last year, I think I missed a good little, good about three sacks just because like he a duck, you know, <laughs> shifty, you know, and those be the worst ones when you just you know they bout got him by the jersey and he just escape and score so well, non-quarterback toughest guy you've went against tried to tackle uh, I'm a running back uh, Jameer Gibbs yeah, he was a pretty pretty solid running back I didn't know he was that fast honestly um, he was he was pretty hard just because like his explosiveness when he take off and stuff like that so we had Jalen on about three weeks ago and I said how hard is it coming from South Carolina when you don't have a pro team to cheer for I think he was a Saints fan for football Boston Celtics fan for for basketball. Were you a particular fan of any pro teams growing up? Um, not for real, not too much. My dad, he's a big Cowboys fan. I probably you know root for them just because, but I didn't really have one like that. I like the Lakers as in basketball college team. I actually didn't go for no team in South Carolina. Um, I liked Oregon. You like the jerseys? Yeah, that actually that way it was. I was younger and I really liked their jerseys, but yeah. You like the blacks or the grays better for Tennessee this year? Them grays, like is when you put the grays on, you don't have to do nothing. You just could put it on. That's what I like about it. The blacks, they was my favorite, but I love them smoky grays. Should they retire the orange helmets? <laughs> I like the orange helmets. I'm, I do. Uh, you can't wear it with that much stuff. Like honestly, we like we wore it. You know, second to the last game of the season. Like you know, you really just saved them helmets. You know, but I, I mean, I don't know. You know, you know, they could do what they want with them. Any pregame superstitions or routines? I just be calm, relax. Uh, I don't like too much jumping up. I don't like too much hypeness. I like to really relax and just think. You know, and visualize myself just making plays. Just think. You know, the whole time, man. That's what I like to do. Just relax. A lot of players when they've played at Tennessee over the years, they've gotten to know the the support staff you know max hawk frage um out of the equipment staff i mean you know um film crew whatever anybody like that that you've gotten you know to know pretty well during your time here that's not an on the field person that most people think about i said my therapist <laughs> michaela she you know, i got to know her pretty well and um you know, it was great. I wanted to talk to somebody. I didn't know who to go to. Like, at that moment, I really didn't. You know, I was new, so I didn't know that we even had that till that spring, Geronimo told me about her. 
And I'll say, you know, you go talk to somebody if you, you know, got a lot on your mind. So that's what I did. Gotcha. Coolest place you've traveled to? Just in my life. Yeah. Africa, Rwanda. Um, it was really, I, the trip is, it, it, this is a long trip, but it was really nice. Um, going there, um, that in Europe, we went to Amsterdam. It was yeah. really nice, actually. What's that plane ride like? It was terrible. Well, the first flight was terrible because they had me in the middle seat and I couldn't move. <laughs> I, and, um, you know, it was a girl next to me, really small. I was just hoping she would have switched with me and she didn't want to. So I'm just in there like this and trying to eat for eight hours. And um, it's two eight-hour flights. Just sitting on the plane like that. That first flight was terrible. But the second one, I had an edge seat, so it was, I could have spread my legs a little bit. I can't imagine Big O on the plane to Rwanda. I mean... He is big O. Yeah, uh, they had him. They had to put him in like one of them uh, other um, emergency exit houses. Nah, more, lo- more, more leg room. Yeah, I think it was one of them. Uh, yeah, I think it was like near the restroom, like you know, in the middle. But it was like, yeah, him and um, Josiah, Josiah yeah. James. They, they had to do him the same way because he was. They had him in the middle one at first, and then they had to move him because he was too tall. You go, you know where you go train for the NFL draft yet? Uh, no, sir, I don't. I guess what's your goal over the next few months once you get past the bowl game as you prepare for the NFL draft? You know what 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 do you want to get accomplished? Just my technique and you know train the best I can and just you know every event that's in the draft the combine um, I want to be the best at it and I want to do everything I can you know and. You know, whatever they say they need me to do, I'm going to do it just to be the best at it. What former Vols have you picked the brain of? Are there any, like, defensive guys that you've picked the brain of since you've been here? I talk to Al Wilson a lot. Um, You know, he's, you know, he, it's his mindset. I didn't really, you know, pick his brain too much, but um, what's his name? Um, Hunter Little. I talked to him, actually, after the South Carolina game last year. Uh, We talked for a good 20 minutes, and he was just telling me, you know, just keep at it, you know, just telling me I'm kind of like him, you know, speed and stuff like that. But, yeah. Is it is it Tyler and Big O? I mean, if you're calling to hang out with somebody, is it those two? Oh, yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, I pull up on Big O, you know, hang out with Tyler. What, what, what's what's hangout consist of? Going to eat? Yeah. We're, playing we're, Madden? What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, probably go eat, play Madden, you know, chill, just talk, you know, look at the game, watch the game and stuff like that, you know, just – Stuff like that. How much time do do you spend in the the you know film room? When I have um, quality time like off, I you know try my best to um, get film time in because I don't try to overdo it just because I be you know stress a lot and stuff like that. But um, when I get time for sure, I definitely definitely go in there. It feels like you've kind of gotten to your feels thinking about you know wrapping up your time here and and what it's meant to you. Last run through the tea and all that. How much are you soaking up like? Going to class. I mean, I'm I'm not. Trust me. When I was when I was in my last semester, I was ready to be done too. But like going to class, being around your classmates, not just your teammates, Mm -hmm. your classmates, being in practice, going to the trainer room to to get some treatment in, going to the you know hang out with Coach G. Do you kind of soak all those moments up? Oh yeah, I definitely do. And um, you know, one of the worst parts is just I keep imagining you know. One day is gonna be the last day, you know. Um, when I you know I, when I see things now, I just see it as like you know, I'm about to be gone, and you know, might don't be back for a while. You know, I know I gotta come back for pro day and stuff like that. But you know, as in you know, really being down here, I'm not not gonna be down here that often. You know, just the friends and the vibes and everything. I feel like 
Yeah, just trying to soak everything in, you know, trying to enjoy all my teammates, joke around all the time, you know, have fun, not be so serious about everything, relax, and just, I feel like this is the moment where I need to, you know, enjoy everyone's company. Do you see yourself when playing careers over with, you know, coming back to Knoxville a lot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to be one of the guys to just come back and motivate the guys, how, you know, a lot of the guys do. You got Lante came back, Valis, you know. I want to do that, you know. I like to come back and see my you know, my youngins, my young my young guys, you know, doing their thing. Did you just call them youngins? Yeah, I call them my youngins. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it do sound kind of old. Do they call you that. Papaw? No, no, no. Old man? It's a Selena. What, 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 what they call you? No, nah, they, well, they do call me old, though, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I just call him, you know, my young. Who, who's most like you on this team? It don't even have to be your position. It can be, like, mindset, work mindset? ethic. Uh, Josh. Josh Joseph. He definitely just like me. Just mindset, speed, edge rusher, you know. Um, his mindset, I like it, you know. You know, he actually is my little brother, as in, you know, I had to, you know, bring him in. You know, each person get seen you get, like, a little brother. He, he was my little brother, and, you know, just um, – the first time I met him, he trying to learn. You know, we went in the film room, actually, and watched film. And, um, you know, he's just trying to get better. Best advice you've been given by Coach Garner is what? Or Coach Heupel? Cherish these moments. You know, take advantage of it, the opportunity. He always told us, you know, one day we're not going to have all of this. You know, I'll go to therapist. You know, it's free. You know, I'll go see Dr. Clink. It's free. And he said one day it's not going to be like, everything just so easy and given to you and yeah. you know he said you're gonna be in the real world so take advantage of everything you have the resources and everything that's the best advice because he's right you know right now you know take advantage of talk seeing somebody if you need to you know you know getting you know work done on you you know it's all that little things you know talking to these all these different people to set yourself up for when you go in the real world and you might don't have that you know so yeah what would you tell your younger self the 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 kid that left high school with with no offers and the kid that left high school you know that was headed for you know the Dollar General store what would you tell that kid keep at it and don't give up um, I learned a lot of lessons you know when I moved out and got in the real world I actually did um, I feel like that's why I actually came back to school just the real world just you know it's so hard and it's not fun you know when you don't have a a actual, a actual goal, something that you're reaching for, and I didn't have that. I didn't know what I was doing, so I just tell myself, um, you know, don't quit. Um, you know, uh, this is a marathon. You know, it takes time. You know. Well, the marathon is not quite over. He's got just a little bit left in the race. That will conclude with Tennessee's bowl appearance, whether it's in the Orange Bowl against the Clemson, a Sugar Bowl versus a TCU or Kansas State. Byron Young, we appreciate your time, man. We appreciate you uh, kind of going more in depth and letting the Tennessee fans get to understand number six in orange. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all having me. Thank, Thank you. you.